You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. This morning I want to continue to minister on real love for real times. And I just want to do a quick recap from last week. And uh, last week as we shared the Word of God, we saw that when you are born again, you are born of love. And God's ability has become your ability. And even those that hate you, those that hated Jesus, Jesus has got the ability to love those that hate him. And that that ability now has become our ability. So in John 15 verse 9, that Jesus said, As the Father loved me, I've loved you. Abide in my love. And we ask the question, Do you know what is that level or how much does God love you? God loves you just as much as he loves Jesus Christ. Turn to the person next to you and say, Jesus loves you. Tell them again, say, Jesus loves you. Family, in the days that we are living in, it's important to know that God never reveals himself one veils himself to a person that does not love him. If you want to know more about God, who he is, fall in love with Jesus. The Bible warns us that in the last days, there will be tough times, there will be perilous times, for people will be lovers of themselves. They love themselves. 2 Timothy 3. It says, people will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money, unforgiving, unloving. Can you imagine? It says those are the last days. Don't you, the person next to you, say, Don't look so surprised. You've experienced it. Matthew 24 warns us and says, In the last days, people's love. For each other will grow cold. But he encourages us to endure until the end. To endure in what? In loving. In the last days, brother will take brother to court. They'll be fighting, slandering. People will become boasters, pride, arrogant. It warns and it says it will have a kind of godliness but it's not the real thing. What we need in the last days, real love for real times. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of John chapter 5. I'm reading from verse 5. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Can you imagine? Jesus knew that the man was sick for a long time. And he still asks him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed, 
and walk. God is prepared to give you what you want. Many people come to church, their friends and their family has got the revelation that the person needs healing or deliverance or a breakthrough, but when they come, they don't want to ask Jesus for it. They still want to see if they can solve the problem themselves. God is aware of your situation. He knew that this man had gone through this situation for 38 years. But God is willing to give you what you want to get from him, what you'll take from him. Everything that we receive from Jesus is by faith. Everybody that's here this morning, they're here with a reason. Either looking for breakthrough, looking for deliverance, salvation. Maybe you've received all those things and you are here just to grow in the word of the Lord. This man had to be obedient. Jesus loved him. Jesus wanted to give everything to him. But the man had to be obedient. When Jesus says, get up, take your bed, he had to be obedient. Turn to the person next. You say, it's important to be obedient. Family, listen to me. Obedience is a decision. Obedience is a decision. You make the decision and say, Lord, I believe I'm going to obey. A matter of fact, the Bible teaches us that the only proof of your faith is your obedience. God loved him so much. If you just go to the previous chapter, John chapter 4, you'll see there's a woman. She's had five husbands, and the last one that she's with is not even her husband. But Jesus showed her love. The love of God will never condemn anybody, but the love of God will convict you. The love of God will change you. When you're aware of his love, you'd want to change. When you are born of love, everything in your life will change. Are you ready for things to change? Turn to the person next to you and say, faith believes now. Tell them faith receives now. Faith acts now. When God spoke the word to the man in John chapter 5, there was no guarantee. Maybe he was battling with thoughts. But the word that God spoke to him, it had life in it. It had power in it. And when he obeyed it and he got up, strength entered into his body and he could walk. Family, the love of God can give you what you want in one second because Jesus Christ died on the cross for whatever you are looking for Jesus died for it to receive it is the easy part the challenge that you will face will be to maintain it that means you'll have to keep yourself in the love of God what did Jesus say in John 5 verse 14 to this man when he found him in the temple I think the first thing from this that we can learn when God has healed you, touched you, delivered you, 
Go back to church. Don't just go to church for the healing, for the breakthrough. You missed a good place to say amen. Turn to the person next to you say, you're at a good place this morning. You're in church. Amen. Jesus said to the man, he said, I want to give you some advice. I want to give you some advice. You've been healed now. Go and sin no more. Lest the worst thing happens to you. What is he saying? He's saying, now that you've received your healing, keep it, maintain it. Now that you've received your healing from me, you'll need me even more because you need to maintain it. Keep yourself in the love of God. Do you know when God heals you, blesses you, delivers you, not everybody's going to be happy. When God starts doing things in your life, not everybody's going to be happy. It's then when you need God to fill your heart with his love that even when those people say bad things about you, you can continue to love them. When they curse you, you can bless them. Turn to the person next to you and say, I need the love of God. Tell them again, say, I need the love of God. In my Christian walk in pastoring, the faith part, we've seen a lot. God doing unusual things and people exercising their faith. But the one thing that we have to look for and make sure that the faith that I'm using, the confession that I'm using, where is it coming from? It needs to come from the regenerated spirit that is born again from the love of God. I'm talking to Christians here this morning. The book of Galatians 5 says that my faith should work through love. It means everything that I do when I exercise my faith, it works through love. The book of 1 Corinthians 13 says, it says that even though I have faith to move mountains, that's what the Bible teaches. Jesus taught on it and he said, if you speak to this mountain, you say it, you believe it, and you know that you've received it, you'll have it. And we've all heard these teachings. Say it, claim it, frame it, you'll have it. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here. But you don't have it. Why? Because it never worked through love. It's the one ingredient. It's like when you're busy baking a cake, you can bake the perfect cake. But if you leave that one ingredient out, it doesn't taste like a cake. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, he says, even though you have faith to move mountains, but you do not have love, you are nothing. If we are singing, if we are exercising our faith, but there's no love, it's nothing. Jesus said in John 4, when he was talking to the woman at the well in Samaria, he was saying, there'll come a time where my son will return. I will return and I'll be looking for those who worship me in spirit and in truth. When we talk about spirit, there's always love. Because one, the number one fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. 
We want all the blessings. We want all the things. But are you prepared for God to fill your heart with love? So that the faith that you exercise, people will see love. Jesus said, this is how people will know that you are my disciples, by the love that you have for one another. You shouldn't walk up to somebody and say, I'm a Christian. They should be able to see the love of God in your life and say, this person must be a Christian. But in the last days, our love will be tested because it will be one brother against another brother. Let me hear you pray. Say, Spirit of the living God, fill my heart with your love until it overflows to others. Family, what we can see from the Word of God when it comes to love, there needs to be accountability. There needs to be accountability when it comes to love. In my love walk, who am I accountable to? Jesus was accountable to his father in his love walk. And he says his ability has now become our ability. The blood of Jesus removes our guilt, removes our shame, removes our sin. So that as Christ has forgiven us, we can forgive. Are you walking in love every day? Sometimes there's certain things that people have done that remind you every day that you have to love them. Let me see your hand if you've got people like that in your life. Things like that that's happened in your life. We don't have an option. We don't have an option. The Word of God says we must love. We have to love. Just turn on a few pages to John 6 verse 63. It says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. This is Jesus. It says, the words that I speak, they are spirit, they are life. Can you see the need to be led by the Holy Spirit in everything that we do? Our hearts being filled with the love of God. Jesus, when he, he talks about the talents, the gifts, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. He doesn't say, well done, good and successful servant. Success is something that fascinates us. But faithfulness is the thing that fascinates God the Father. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. Abraham was a faithful servant. Family, when it comes to love, there can be no loving without giving. When you say you love, there'll be giving. The Bible says, for God so loved that he gave his only begotten son. God tested Abraham's love. And he said to Abraham, I want you to sacrifice. 
I want you to give your only son. The Bible says the next morning he took him immediately and he left with him. Abraham had a revelation that he could only give to God what came from God. That which God had given him is what I can give back to God. It's the love that God has poured out in our hearts is the love that we can give to him. The life that you are living right now, is it worthy of the life that died upon the cross? We all, everybody wants love and say, love me. Is that the love of God? But the love of God came with a price. The love of God that God gives us and he pours out into our hearts, it's free, but it's not cheap. Jesus' kind of love has never broken a family, has never turned anybody into a criminal. Can I have one person say amen? The love of God in our hearts, it's what it's all about. The problem that we have today is we live a life of love from our minds here. Even when we talk about the love of God, the love of God is unconditional, but our love is conditional. Just think for one minute, those that don't love you, do you love them? Don't raise your hand. So even when we talk about the unconditional love of God, it's very difficult for us to understand. That's why you must be born again. You must be born of love. Love-minded people are broad-minded people. They're always ready to help. They see the need. But when there's not love, you look the other way. The Bible teaches us it's the love of God that compels us. The love of God that compels us. As I've studied and I've been looking at the love of God, I realized that I don't have any excuse not to love people. Turn to the person next to you and say, you have no excuse. As a Christian, you have no excuse not to love people. Do you know why? Because the love of God has been poured out in your heart. People that don't know God, sinners that don't know God, one day when they die, they die alone. But you as a Christian, you've been crucified with Christ. You've died with Christ. That's why you're not alone. And when you died with Christ, His ability became your ability. That's why we have no excuse. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Peter 3. Two Peter one verse three, are you there? As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. 
You've become a partaker of His divine nature. You know what this means? God's ability has become your ability. His way of loving people, the world, we can love them now in that way. Paul says, the way that Christ forgave me, I have forgiven you. Now we're talking about a new level. The highest level is when we start walking in love. When you don't even have to get to a place, Jesus walked in forgiveness because he loved you. He had forgiven you already. He wasn't going around saying, okay, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. He had forgiven you already. That's the kind of love that we are talking about. Let me hear you say, say, precious Father, fill me with your love until it overflows to others. Pray it again. Say, precious Father, fill me with your love until it overflows to others. Family, can I tell you something? When you are born again, there's no need to hear God say every day, I love you. His presence is the confirmation that he loves you. Because Jesus had to die on the cross, go to heaven for the Holy Spirit to be poured out. It cost Jesus his life for the Holy Spirit to be here because he loved you and he loved me. So every time you experience God's presence, it should be a reminder, God loves me. In the worship today, you could experience God's presence like a, it was almost like a thick carpet hanging over the place, resting upon us. It's God saying, I love you. I love you. Every time you're aware of his presence, God is saying, I love you. Remember, there can be no loving without giving. Give that which God has given you, the love that's on the inside. Go and touch and change people's lives. I want to close in looking at loving and the love of God. And what does it mean for me to love God? It comes down to one thing. If I say I love God, I will obey God. Many people's faith is short-circuit, cut off, broken, because their faith does not work through love. But it's the love of God that compels us. I'm going to close 1 John 5 Verse 2, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments and His commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. A faith that works through love. Family, this is the key. If we say we love God then be obedient to his word. If we say we love God, then make sure you love people. Your relationship with God depends far more on your relationship with people than what you realize. The Bible teaches us even husbands, live in peace with your wives. Make sure that there's peace, that your relationship with your wife is in right standing so that your prayers may not be hindered. God is saying, it's very easy. The love relationship starts in your home. 
the requirement even when it talks about elders, says manage your house and you'll be able to manage the church. When it talks about the body of Christ and Christ and the husband and the wife, he likens the two. Says the same way as Jesus Christ loves the body of Christ, husbands love your wives in the same way. No, I didn't get one amen. It's not easy to love. But that's what he says. He says, as Jesus loves the body, husbands love your wives in the same way. As you want Jesus to help you, assist you, be there for you, support you, be that for her. Wives, the way that you communicate with Jesus, love Jesus, show honor to Jesus, do the same for your husband. More wives are saying amen than the men. Gentlemen. <laughs> it's easy to say Jesus is my Lord. It's easy for a man to say to his wife, submit. But are you submitted to God? The whole relationship was birthed out of love. God loved us. That's why he made us in his image, in his likeness. You are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. As the greatest product of the Holy Spirit, born from above with God's ability that's become your ability, you can love everybody. You can show the love of God to everybody. People will say, these are my disciples by the love that they have for one another. When you become born again, you're releasing the love of God in your life. Your life can never be the same. Jesus is love in action. God is love. If you want to experience more of the love of God and you are born again, go out and love more people. Go and show more love. As you plant those seeds of love, you'll see that harvest of love that will come into your life in every area of your life. Turn to the person next to you say, you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. Tell them again, say, you're the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. I'm closing with this in the book of John. It says, perfect love casts out all fear. Fear that wants to grip your heart, perfect love will cast out that fear. So when we yield to the love of God, it will deal with the fear. It sounds almost too easy. Your prayer every day should be, Lord, fill me with your love until it overflows to others. Fill me with your love until it casts out the fear that is dominating my heart. When the love of God dominates your heart, fear cannot grip it. Because in fear, there's judgment. And as a person that's born again, that's born of love, you know you're in right standing with God. Now it's the love of God that compels us, helps us to do what we have to do. Grace, 
Grace is a person, his name is Jesus Christ. But that's the manifestation of love. Sometimes you have to go and love people when you know they hate you. We need more of God's love in this world. You need the love of God just to drive to work. You, drive, you need the grace of God, the love of God to drive to church. Amen? In conclusion, if you say that you love God, obey His word. If you say you love God, align yourself with the word of God. It means what this book requires of us, we have to do it. Sometimes when I read this, it's tough love. It's tough love. But if I say I love him, I'll become obedient to his word. If I say I'm obedient to his word, there'll be action. There'll be faith. Faith is that bridge. But I have to make sure that that faith that I'm going to exercise now is faith that works through love. That we do not become a church that's a clinging symbol, but that we are a church in tune with God, loving God, loving people, leaning into that ability of God, being born again of love, to love even those that hate us, to bless those that curse us, to pray for those who despitefully use us. Now we're being led by the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide us. Now people might start to say, that's the church of God. We can see the love that they have for one another. They must be disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go and be a part of them to experience that love so that the fear that's been gripping our hearts can be cast out. See you Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.